Hello and welcome to Digital Cowboys, episode 56, dated Thursday, 22nd of May, 2008. This week we are doing, amongst other things, the greatest ten films of all time. This is totally unflagged. We kind of decided to do it on the spur of the moment, but it's been something I've been thinking about for quite some time. More on that later. My name is Alex Shaw. I'm your regular host. I'm Paul Shotton. I'm Tony Atkins. Let's just crack on straight away with this week and what we've been doing, uh, and then get on to the ten greatest films of all time. Okay, first off, Paul, you did mention you've seen some films. Just just give us a, very, a brief highlight on them. You don't need to go into too much detail if you don't okay, want to. Okay, uh, I saw I saw Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is <laughs> a uh, sort of comedy from the Judd Apatow staple. Obviously not directed by him, but it's you know I think he's producer on it. All that. And it's got and it's got a few of the regular cast members of those films, like. Uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, the, I've completely forgot his name. Uh, and Paul Rudd. The, the short little, the short guy in, um, short fat guy in Superbad. What the hell's his name? Can't remember. The, yeah. Jonah the one Hill. Who's Michael S- Jonah Hill, there we go. <laughs> I completely can't remember his name. Uh, him, he's in it. Paul Rudd's in it. Blah, blah, blah. And actually, it, it was actually, I was actually very pleasantly surprised. It was quite funny and, uh, quite sweet as well. So it was, I was quite, quite amazed given, uh, this is a film with Russell Brand, who, incidentally, in spite of my comments, uh, many, many moons ago where we called him a word which we shall not repeat here. It's the unmentionable um, word. Yeah, I, I would, I'd probably go so far as to say I'm, I'm, st- I'm starting to wane a bit on that, uh, on that view. He's actually, I'm actually, believe it or not, starting to warm to him. Uh, he's, he, he, he was quite entertaining in this as well. So, yeah, good, good fun and, uh, uh, Mila Kunis is in it as well and. Cool. Uh, that, 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 that's a highlight in, in and of itself. Yeah. Um, how, how does Jason Siegel uh, measure up to say Seth Rogen? Uh, he, he's perfectly, perfectly uh, pleasant, uh, pleasantly character. Actually, he's quite again, quite, quite. He's got good comic timing as well. Occasionally, flashes his penis a bit too many times, but uh, aside from that, aside from that, uh, yes, uh, I was, I was like, wow. <laughs> Well, the MPAA let that po- let that one slide, and that one, and and so on. As long as it was uh, flaccid, they would have been fine with that. Yeah, they, I suspect so. It was, yeah, but yeah, he, he's perfectly, perfectly uh, pleasant, uh, charming lead. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, okay. I, I left the cinema feeling content. And something um, else with with well, away from the sex, more towards the violence scale. You also saw uh, yes, Doomsday. A, 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 well, a horror. Action flick type thing. Well, I suppose you know. It's, direct, it's directed by Neil Marshall, who did uh, Dog Soldiers and The Descent. So uh, one up, one down. Which is uh, <laughs> which I absolutely love. I, ha- I hate Dog Soldiers. Can't stand it. But uh, it's amazing. Masterpiece, just to, just to reiterate, Dog Soldiers was the film where there was a character named Spoon purely so that they could uh, use the joke, and I use joke in the loosest terms. There is no spoon. That's absolutely. Correct. After he it, was, it, dis- it was destroyed. Terrible. But this, okay, so um, Doomsday. The, the, yeah, the, the, I mean, the premise, you know, po- you know, uh, virus hits Scotland, they, you know, uh, everyone's, you know, flesh-eating virus, blah, blah, blah. Everyone uh, evacuates Scotland and close it off from the rest of the world, etc. Discover that uh, many, many decades later, the, the same virus, that, uh, you know, breaks out in London, and they discover that uh, there are survivors in Scotland, which means there's some kind of... Uh, you know, cure or immunity to it. So they send a bunch of people into a bunch of sort of military types, including, uh, well, they're headed by R- Rona Mitra, who's, um, uh, I think, she, wasn't she at one point Lara Croft? She was a, a sort of a non-speaking Lara Croft sort of model type. Yes, uh, yeah, some kind of, yeah. So, uh, pictures. Yeah. yes, as, as do I, I remember her breasts in uh, Hollow Man. 
about it. That's about all I really remember from Hollywood. That's about all I remember that film, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she. Uh, so basically, they head they they head into um, into Scotland and uh, go and find out what the hell's going on, and uh, you know, action ensues, shall we say? Uh, it, it's surprisingly good fun for for what it is. You know, it had the potential to be absolutely naff, and uh, I think it kind of re- the naff parts it kind of revels in. Uh, they aren't. Um, you know, it, it really doesn't take itself very seriously. It's quite gory as well. I, I, quite, I actually, I remember him saying in an in, you know, Marshall saying in an interview that he wanted to just say, for example, if someone gets run over by a tank, you want them to actually see that. And yeah, there's plenty of blood and gore and, and all that kind of thing. You know, it's 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 good. I, I'd say it's probably good sort of Friday night fodder. Uh, it's a bit it's a bit it's throwaway, <laughs> but it's fun. I I, I I left the cinema going, yeah, that was a fun movie. So and Malcolm McDowell has an amazing, has a, you know, hilarious sort of. Uh, Kind of role in it as well, you know. It's 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 all it's all a bit. It all it is very very silly, and uh, all that. But it's it's fun nevertheless. So uh, yeah, so I give a, th- a thumbs up to that as well. I'd give both of those films probably four stars. I think. Yeah. I'm definitely going to catch them both on DVD and uh, sort of uh, for a laddish night. Yeah, might, in fact, the, the com- combination of the two might actually not be all that bad. Yeah. <laughs> First right, one then the other. It, yes. Now that I think about it, yes, I, I tend to agree with you. Although I did see it on Sunday morning. Oh. So, um, <laughs> perfect. 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 But yeah, fun all the same. Enjoy- enjoyable. Okay. Yeah, that's, right. that's all I've been up to. Brilliant. Uh, Tony, have you been up to anything specific? Or I'm, I'm still reading back from Paul saying he likes Russell Brand and flaccid penises. Yeah. I didn't say I like flaccid penises. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard both those things. So. Indeed. Same. <laughs> I'm not said in the same sentence. Though. Okay, I saw <laughs> off the subject. I saw Romancing the Stone in preparation for seeing Indiana Jones. I don't think he has anything to worry about from Michael Douglas. I've never seen it before. It's it's all right. Nice little sort of. It's kind of an Indiana Jones type film. If it was you know sort of everything was um, decided upon by a housewife. Um, <laughs> It's got, it's got kind of a, it, it, the whole thing, um, is framed around the, the, the precept that, what's her name, the, um, the one who's Jessica Rabbit? Completely forgotten her name. Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. She's a good sport. I do like Kathleen Turner. She's a romance writer and she has, she ends up in a sort of a, a, a diamond heist type kidnapping thing in Colombia and then, Grizzled old Michael Douglas comes along. They bicker, but very lightly, and then they sort of have a romance, and it's it's very kind of. But um, I'm not even going to three stars. <laughs> um, also saw three kids films uh, in very quick succession. Uh, a series of unfortunate events which I've seen before, and um, was reminded how excellent it is. Um, seeing it again this time. Jim Carrey goes a little bit over the top sometimes, but uh, the actual tone of the film is extremely good and aimed at intelligent children. So this one's definitely staying on my bookshelf uh, until my kid is old enough to watch it. And then further. Uh, I saw, also saw Meet the Robinsons, which uh, was actually surprisingly good. Um, from Disney's more recent fare, you would have expected something one of their CGI films which sort of passed unnoticed um, by the critics to be not particularly fantastic. It is a little hyperactive, it is silly at times, but it's got a, a surprising amount of intelligence behind it and it uh, deals with different timelines and it's, it's kind of... Um, it's, it's got a Back to the Future flavour to it, which I think is always good. Nowhere near as good as Monster House or anything like that, but um, yeah, still pretty good. And I, I will give it a four... Mm, no, three. Give it a three, because it's, it's, it's a bit annoying at times, but had some good bits in it. And I saw Happy Feet, which is shite. 
I can't believe it got the Oscar. Well, I can't yeah, believe it got the Oscar, dude. Yeah, best, uh, surely best animated film of that year. Yeah, it also up against Cars, which is excellent, and Monster House, which was superb. Uh, the fact that Happy Feet got the Oscar, it, nothing short of a travesty. Um, the, the thing that offended me the most, actually, I see, as I recall, it offended Mark Kermode the most, which is that at the end of the film, um, there's a sort of a preachy, oh, we shouldn't, uh, you know, mine Alaska for resources because it's destroying the penguins' habitat. And as we all know, the reason we should preserve the penguins is that they can all do a coordinated river dance. Wait a second. Whoa, hold on. Back, back, back up there. Sorry. What? <laughs> um, it, yeah, the, the implication is ultimately that the, the penguins aren't really special to, to humans until they start behaving anthropomorphically. Suddenly, if something behaves like us, we care about it. Um, that's, that's a terrible message to send. That is an awful, awful tone to the film. And it's moronic up to that point. So, uh, terrible, terrible film. I give it a two star rather than one star because the actual animation on the penguins and things is actually quite good. It's just completely wasted on a completely frivolous plot. And, and Robin Williams is in there twice and is twice as annoying. Um, so yeah, get, get rid of it. We don't need it. Okay. Sorry. I'll tell you what, let me just quickly do what I, I, I've done this week, other than Paul's liking Russell Brand, because it will lead nicely into the next and flaccid penises, don't forget that. Indeed. Um, and that's basically, I've been doing everything I can just to get everything out of my games list before uh, a certain rock band comes out this week. This week? This week? This week. Oh, it's this coming out every week. <laughs> Hang on, I've, I've just done some calculations. 60 hours from now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I finally completed... Uh, well, as this goes out, it'll be even less time than that, but at the point of recording this, 60 hours. We are on so, Rock Eve. I've 100%ed Grand Theft Auto now. I've got all, done everything in the game, seen everything now. Miniature lost. round of applause here. Yay! Even the region of about 70 hours, and uh, my review still stands, four stars. <laughs> After seeing everything it has to offer, I still think it has all those problems. Um, and it was nice listening back to the podcast, and I think actually, yeah, I think we got most of it off our chest. Yeah. There are some good bits, but, you know, I can't be asked to talk about them really because, uh, Dawn of Rock Band is, is upon yeah, us. Indeed. And, uh, Let's talk about know, I, 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 should, so I should add that I have progressed no further in it. Right. I don't really but, care all that much. But hey, 100 points. Awesome. Nice. I'm happy. I'm- um, I, oh, hang on. I, I just want to add to... Uh, the, the last week, never mentioned this, and I think I, I feel it's, it's worthy of mention. Ricky Gervais is in Grand Theft Auto 4, and I mm-hmm. really, really like Ricky Gervais a lot. He's... Uh, uh, well, he's what uh, Russell Brand was referred to by Paul at times as a person, um, but uh, he's a very funny guy. He wasn't incredibly funny in Grand Theft Auto, but the fact that he's in it... Um, I think it's, it's, it definitely gets bonus points for that. Did well, you actually see him in the comedy club? Yeah, he's he's kind of stilted because he's doing it in a recording booth, clearly. But, as a wasn't that really weird, though? Because literally, they played back his stage show recording. It was yeah. literally word for word, and they, they obviously forward, followed every one of his um, kind of animations on, on the stage. Not so much. They made him do it in a booth, clearly, and he's doing it, and there's no applause, there's no real reaction to it. They actually That's had really to weird. do canned laughter on it. Um, it would have actually been better if they had literally taken the stage show and had the, the real feeling of the audience because, because I'm so used to that, it felt like I was in a tiny seedy little club and it wasn't, it wasn't going well for Rick. Um, cause he's surrounded by idiotic Americans. Um, it was but, surreal. <laughs> yeah, well, it was odd. But, you know, props to them for doing it. And, and also, uh, predictions for where GTA 5 is going to be said or, or the next GTA installment, it'll be, GTA Vice City or whatever. That's your prediction. Tony? 
Um, I hope they don't do that. As much as I'd love to see an update, it's a bit City, predictable. It's it's uh, kind I'd of love like them just to to take this once, as we said before, take the series somebody somewhere else, somewhere new, yeah. break them. Sydney. Actually, uh, that was that was on my list, Paul. Yeah. All yeah. right, excellent. Yeah, I, I think, Tokyo. I think would be probably. Yep, that was also on my list. London, they've kind of done. London so. was my number one. Okay, Grand Theft Auto Chizik. London, they have not done. And, the, I mean, this, it was done, but it was a tiny little game. And it was in the 60s, and it didn't really use London. And the getaway certainly doesn't use London, is it? But that's it? ultimately the problem. The getaway is this. Ah, screw the getaway. It's ultimately, they, they just need to forget the getaway happened and just do it properly. Yeah, so I was going to say, mind that. you, what's the bigger game, getaway or Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, I think everyone will forget. It, it's it's last generation. They've got a whole new generation of consoles. They need to do London properly. That would be my number one suggestion. They need to Where make... are Rockstar North based? Is it, is it Gla- Scotland? Is it Gla- no, Edinburgh. it's Glasgow or yeah. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Grand Theft Auto Edinburgh. Done. Wicked. Sorted. Yeah, okay. It's the countryside. You get <laughs> shipped by Begby wannabes. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, actually, I think another addition to the next series, if it's not going to have, uh, you know, if it's not going to follow the standard, I actually think a female protagonist, maybe? Wouldn't that it be means they would actually actually grow up with their story. Not yeah, I, I actually think that they they need that challenge. They need to divert because if it's just an, if it's a fifth surly man, then it's going to be mm, okay, same as same as usual. Yeah. Uh, it'd be really nice to have a woman who is you know made. I mean, they they started doing the moral choices thing. I think they need to follow up with that and really make it a situation where this woman could do something really morally reprehensible, or you do have the choice to do something good. Gently. I'm not too sure the, uh, the gaming world's quite ready for that. I think it <laughs> bloody is. I think they need to push themselves. But, oh, I'd but love to see it. And uh, one of the things, actually, listening back to the podcast, I think the ultimate thing I, I did actually want to say is um, I got quite bored with the kind of, um, what's the word, satirical nature of GTA. I've seen it so many times before. Yeah. And, you know, it, it lands a few punches and most of it's, most of it's quite funny. But I actually think that Rockstar have really got a good... Um, Serious title up their sleeve, you know, without all the kind of subcontext that comes with. I actually think they can do a really, really decent adult type game and just not fall back on the uh, the same old lame stuff they keep seeing. I totally agree. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, right. Congrats okay. on that. Man. Congrats on the hundred percent. Anyway, well done too. Yeah, long time. And, and you know, that's the funny thing. I got it, and I was like, I could play multiplayer, or I could just put this up on the shelf and leave it for a, a while. And I, you know, I think that's probably where it's going to stay. Next Will you leave it and take a look? Then take a look further down the line when all the DLC comes out. Yeah. yeah. Next time Definitely. you come around, can you bring it so I can get some achievements on it? <laughs> you can that borrow it for nice. a while, I guess. Uh, okay. Well, no, mm. you can help me get the achievements. It'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I also started playing San Andreas and actually managed to get past the two incredibly annoying missions that were driving me crazy before. Uh, the train one and the sneaking mission around the uh, recording studio. Um, Is the train one the, the one where you have to you, 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 you leg it up and shoot all the dudes on the train? Uh, cycle? No, it's slightly after that. It's uh, it's uh, you've got to chase a train on a motorbike with an idiot on on the back of it shouting at you in your. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, and you've got to God. shoot the dudes on the thing. Uh, in the end, I only managed to do it by uh, by almost sheer fluke and knowing a careful <laughs> shortcut. So uh, it's it was um, I was amazed when I finished it and I realised having seen, when I saw the next mission that I'd never completed that before. So I'm actually further than I've ever been. And I'm definitely further now. Cause, so uh, my hope is to finish this one. So. There's not this blip on my GTA, um, you know, playlist as this, and this is one I haven't played through to completion. Uh, it's interesting. I could go into uh, talking about 
the uh, mm. series forever, but it's interesting how many things that everyone credits Grand Theft Auto 4 with all these oh, brilliant details are actually present in GTA uh, San Andreas. Like, they talk about your exploits on the radio, and, um, you know, the, the free mode uh, actually is in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, by no means a perfect game. Very good, but uh, still annoying as hell with those missions and unfair structure and no freedom. Well, they say they do have freedom. Welcome so let's... Let's talk about rock, shall we? Let's yes. let's talk about rock. Uh, let's put one, one, crime one behind us. On one one game I have played because it will be forgotten with, with, you know, over the next couple of weeks. Mm. Played Haze on the, the PlayStation 3 store. Oh, I missed it. Um, oh. uh, enough said about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, Haze is the, uh, <laughs> uh, it's it, the shit. It describes the graphics really. I didn't actually think the game itself was 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 terrible per se, but not not it's not really it's nothing really earth shattering. It's certainly it's not so generic. It's just it's so generic it makes it boring. And I tell you what, there's you can see like little elements in there where going well further in the story it's going to progress. And you know the story is key to this game, and it's it, it's got some really interesting twists which I actually urge people to go online and read. You know, that sounds the most fascinating bit. But then they release a demo that really features none of that. And I kind of got to the end of it. I was like, wow. Um, you know, it's, it's a PS3 exclusive. Um, somehow it, the graphics... It really look, looks bad. That, like, that was the yes. thing that I know. It, 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 did, it looked bad. Like that was, that was PS2. It, it, it looked terrible, I thought. But uh, I also anyway. the demo for Condemned 2 Bloodshot. Mm-hmm. Horrible. A horrible game. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, maybe it works fine, but it just, it just put you in a grim situation immediately, and I was eviscerated within ten minutes, so... Uh, I couldn't see anything. I mean, yeah. it's the same problem I had with the first game. I just couldn't see what the hell I was doing half the time. Yeah. I like the atmosphere of it, and I, I think I like the idea of it, but I don't really like the actual execution per, per se. I think for that kind of game, I think I'm probably, in terms of the ex, you know extreme... Because it's pretty, pretty extreme in terms of the violence... Uh, I think I probably prefer something like Manhunt because that's a bit more. Uh, it's a bit easier to see what the hell's going on in a game like that. So uh, quite apart from anything, but it's, you know, it looks great, but just you know, unlike Haze, <laughs> but uh, it just it's too it's 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 too it's too annoying for my taste. I think. I mean, like the ha- I, the ha- I, can't, I, can't, I don't get on with the hand-to-hand combat in either. That was particularly bad. So, uh, but anyway, it's just not my cup of tea. I think. I noticed uh, Born was available to download. I would I would be downloading it right now, but it would interfere with the actual streaming of this podcast. So. I've got to say, I played it and I hated it. I hated all of the all of the sections, uh, like any of them. No, that's a shame. I suspect Pro- approximately. Uh, I I I just I was like died on the first one. Right, skip to the next one. This is awful. Shooting bit awful, and the driving bit as we Tony obviously we already started. I mean, I'd already played it at Play dot com, and uh, yeah, it's 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 terrible. So no, no definite no purchase for me. No being chance. released close to Metal Gear Solid Four. Mm, yeah, maybe. Not no interesting. You talk about you talk about Santa. I mean, I, I never finished Metal Gear Solid Three, so I've got to. Uh, I've, got, I've got, <laughs> got. But I will be getting Guns of the Patriots. Exactly. It's just Guns of the Patriots or Born Conspiracy. It's for me. It's just. A, it's a boring. <laughs> it's not really a choice, though, is it? It's, no, it's, it's, it's an, an essential game everyone's been looking for for years, and the yeah. final game in a franchise that, that we, we grew up with, or yeah. uh, a stab at a movie series without any actual real connection to the movies. Mm. Yeah, I, just, um, I couldn't get on with it at all. When's Guns of the Patriot out? Is it like June twelfth? June twelfth. Twelfth <laughs> June. Shame's a bit too soon. Yeah, a bit close to rock band. But it's catering to different markets, so... Well, yeah, I mean, I've, for that month I've got... Uh, I've actually got two games in, in June. Uh, that, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 and uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, which I'm, I'm going to take the plunge on. So uh, I'm going to... 
I'm going to try it to see what happens. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's only like thirty quid, so it's not mate, not major, no, major. Mere <laughs> thirty pounds. Piffle, it's piffle for me. So, uh, but I, I'm prepared to I'm prepared to give it a try. I'm going to push on, push on. Let push us on. move on. Let also available for also available for download on the uh, Xbox 360 uh, in good time for the next couple of days. Uh, about 190 odd, what, was it 190, 160? 19 bits of 19 content. bits of content for Rock Band. Some of which are duplicates, you have to be a bit careful. Yeah. Don't go mad and buy Don't everything. Don't be buying <laughs> all the Metallica songs and then buy the Metallica pack. Unless you want a tick on every blade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh, it, it, it cannot have escaped anyone who listens to this podcast's attention that Rock Band's coming up very soon and we're excited about it. Let's not talk about Rock Band itself, because there'll be plenty of that for next yes. week. I let's, spent, let's just say I spent 37 quid uh, on DLC. So, already. so. Holy Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let's talk about their competitors. Uh, Guitar Hero 4 and yep. Konami's recently unveiled Rock Revolution. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Guitar Hero 4, due out when? Uh, November. November. So October, November. Is that Q4 then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they're, 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 what are they boasting for, for this one then, moment? Uh, well, I suppose, that ma- well, I mean, the obvious, obvious major, major additions are, you know, in terms of the gameplay mechanics, I guess, are uh, the vocals and drums are being, are being added into the mix. Um, and I suppose that's where we, that's probably where should we should kick off before we get onto the yeah. the extra the, the the things that go beyond you know like the we'll, we'll get to it but yeah they they basically said that um, uh, you know rather than claiming that they're simply ripping off rock band they're going down the route well it's it's obviously it's a natural evolution <laughs> and to be fair to be fair to Neversoft it is and uh, it, he's right I mean they are right uh, it's not. It would be it would be absurd for them not to do it, but at the same time, it is a bit like oh Christ, how many peripherals am I going to have scattered around my house? You know, yeah. I don't actually I feel it's absurd for them not to do it. Uh, it's a it's well, a natural evolution, but that's the, the evolution that um, that Harmonix specifically took. And they, no, no, they you see, the, no, you see, they didn't because this 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 kind of thing has been around for quite a while anyway. It's not it's not like Harmonix were the first people first people to come up with that idea. In fact, Konami, we'll get onto. In yeah. fact, had already done that. Had done this thing in the arcades anyway. So it's not like um, it's not an, you know the, the 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 concept of the drum machine thing is. In fact, I think they're using um, the guy who who created that MTV Drumscape, which is an arc, a drum kit. The arcades, he, he's been he's being involved with the um, with the drum side of things uh, in the development of the game. So, whilst yeah, it's a bit sort of oh Christ, not more peripherals. I suppose I'd I'd be interested to see what they've come up with in terms of the actual hardware. And I've got to say, based on the evidence of the prototype pictures, not doing not doing too shabby a job. Like, it looks pretty pretty sturdy bit of kit. It's got to be said. So, um, and what's one one really interesting thing about this is that. All of the peripherals will be wireless, so which is also a good thing, I think. So um, we, we shall see. We shall see on that front. But uh, it does, of course, mean that um, uh, it, it's going to obviously allow a bit more flexibility in terms of what kind of music is going to be on there. I mean, there's already talk of um, you know bands coming on board that uh, have so far. I think there was a sort of um, I've heard rumours of bands like. Uh, let's see. Well, Billy, things like Billy Joel, Michael Jackson, Coldplay, you know, things like that are, are going to be in, the, are going to be in this. So, 
I'm, I'm interested in what they have to come up with because I like Guitar Hero 3 and obviously I've been playing it, you know, for about six months because, well, Rock Band wasn't out. Um, and, um, so it's not like I can just ignore what, what Activision, Neversoft and Red Octane are doing. But we, we I'm, 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 I'm interested in it. That's all, that's all I can really say on that. On you'd that you'd side be a fool thing. not to be, Rid. I, I, I think there is a, just a case of, oh, it's, it's me too. And to be fair, you know, Harmonics got there before Guitar Hero did because they said, you know, you know, just a, a singular guitar is is fairly limited, and they wanted to do something of bigger scope. Yeah, and you know, I can't I can't knock um, Activision for wanting to do this because, to be fair, you know, people are now looking at Rock Band and going, man, look, that's that's got lots of instruments and that's only got one, and you can't help but say, well, hang on, that's kind of cool. But you know, Guitar Hero is a massive seller; it has a massive brand, and hopefully yeah, it would they be daft not to. Yeah. Hopefully they can do just as good a job. And if they're incorporating a lot more kind of, um, I'd say, kind of uh, indie rock rather than heavy rock, then all the more for it. I mean, I just hope that certain instruments are backwards compatibility, you know, compatible with it. So I don't have to have even more guitars and even, you know, I'm sure... Well, yeah, I mean, for example, all of the Guitar Hero, the Guitar Hero guitars will all all, all work fine with it. I mean, again, it'd be be insane if they weren't. I mean, mean, obviously, they will have a new guitar for it, but it's not going to be... Gibson, <laughs> obviously, no. for obvious reasons. You can, you can. It's just, it's, it is starting to feel maybe like the, the market is getting slightly crowded, and that everybody wants a piece of the pie. Well, and it's, yeah, it's I mean, we'll get, we'll get on to rock revolution in a minute, but um, the, I don't know. I think the, at the moment, I think there's probably, there is probably enough room for these two, these two juggernauts. But uh, it's when I think when you start, thr- I mean, one thing I, they have said is one thing that I thought was quite key to this is that all of the tracks will be master tracks, which to me. Is is a real that's a real step up that's something you I, yeah, I just think that's that's a sign of the time so I mean that's it's obvious what you it, know people it tells want, you that the, the money is now there understand, understand yeah. these. they didn't understand it when these when Guitar Hero 1 came out no. they get they totally get it now and that's fine that I'm, I'm all for that if they if they if they if they're going for completely cover version free brilliant that I, I applaud them for doing that so I'm interested I'll keep it obviously for someone in the states this will be a year on from Rock Band. It's different for us because yeah, Rock months. Band is, is out in three days. As we say, what sixty hours time, Alex? Is that right? So uh, um, about that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can understand why it might seem a bit months, a bit much coming six months down the line. But you know, there you go. Alex, you, you seem quiet, so that means you're probably not impressed. No, I'm quiet because I can't get a word in edgeways. Right, so um, <laughs> the opposite of that would be no master tracks. Would you would you not agree? Perhaps no master Very tracks, much. and uh, maybe I don't know some game which does not follow on from a series, and in fact appears to be the most shameless jumping on a bandwagon <laughs> without any kind of you know. They're not advancing a series. They're they're creating one from thin air. They're what saying, could you be getting at, Alex? What I, could I, you? In all seriousness, <laughs> I, I've got to say, Konami's uh, rock revolution seems the most cynical exploitation I, I've seen in quite a long time. I can under, I can just about understand how um, uh, NeverSoft have had their kind of they've they've got to either confront it head on or go off in an, a different evolutionary direction with different kind of instruments and go look these guys are doing rock band we're doing something different and they're going for just literally we're doing the same fine no problem i'm not going to be buying the drum set that doesn't matter but uh economy are <laughs> several steps behind both of them 
that they, they they've haven't they're not building on an established franchise. They have Dance Dance Revolution. Is Karaoke Revolution available in the states or is that yeah, out here? Karaoke Revolution. Yeah. Um, and they they aren't building on. They haven't done a rock game before, so they're coming in and they're going. Look, we also have guitar, microphone, and drums. You'll have to buy ours as well. And we've well, got forty songs. Yeah, but no, it's see, this is the problem. Can I hang on? Look, okay, they, correct me. They, go for it. But no, they they actually brought this genre um, to everyone. You know, they had guitar freaks. They have had drum. Was it drum? Drum mania. Drum mania. They've had a they've had a, a sing star kind of clone. They they've been doing it longer than any of these guys. The thing they never failed to do was stick it in one package and actually bring it over with tracks that people wanted to play in yeah. the states. These are all big games in Japan because they're all Japan specific tracks. But they never did that one thing, which um, harmonics. I mean, harmonics basically just ripped them off um, with Guitar Hero. And I but added well, rock again, stuff. Again, to be fair, to be fair, harmonics have worked, had but, worked with Konami in okay, the past. But on every everybody revolution. It's all it, these are all everybody borrows from everybody. But these were actually the originators. Now, I agree with you. Having seen it, it looks abysmal. It looks terrible. But I think it, you can't really complain against the people that actually brought us a lot of these ideas to the the fray if they just didn't implement them uh, necessary for a Western market. True, I can't complain, but I can disapprove. Oh, it, I, Alec, I, when I first saw it, I laughed, I actually, when I saw it. it was, <laughs> I was appalled at it, frankly. I mean, it, 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 what, what it is, it, what it more, more to me said was, okay, you know, look, oh, look, Guitar Hero and Rock Band are doing well. Let's, let's jump on the bandwagon. It is, and that's, that's the same level of cynicism, quite frankly. Yeah, I, um, I'm just, my point was being, I think if there's anybody out there that has the right to actually give it a go. It is Konami because it was kind of their little thing at the start. I mean, they've been ousted, you know, time and time again by, you know, both Harmonix and Active Neversoft now. So, you know, I don't agree with it. And the biggest problem for me is I, I do believe that you can actually water down the industry if you have too many of these things come out. It then kind of loses relevance. I just think when it's two people and they're, they're fighting against each other, all's well and good because, you know, they can battle for better tracks and it actually makes the games better in the long run because they're trying to outdo each other. I just think when you start crowding the market, it's like people are st- starting to lose care. I mean, More significantly, who's going to buy this one? <laughs> Rack your brains because, I mean, <laughs> if you've got a choice, do you go for the established, the, the, the first people who came out and Rock Band, by the time this comes out, will have 200-odd downloadable content tracks. Um, when, when is it due out, by the way? Oh, uh, probably Q4 again. Q4, okay. yeah, yeah. So around, around the same time as... They'll do it for Christmas, won't they? So it may not reach our shores by then. It'll be in America. Obviously, I'm not going to care about it. it. Yeah, but I, honestly, I mean... Guitar Hero, I can see this selling because people love Guitar Hero and some of them will be like, well, I'm not going to be moving across to Rock Band because that's quite expensive. But then when Guitar Hero comes out with its new drums, they might... They might go. Oh, just it's just a drum kit and a. And, which, uh, yeah, which can I yeah. can I just meant just to reiterate, look lovely. Yeah, okay. That's all I can say. Yeah, but, but the Revolution <laughs> drum kit's got more pads. They have a significantly established. <laughs> Shite though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, they have a significantly established um, series of games, and everybody loves them, and they're ext- they're proven to be extremely good. However, Konami's game is starting from scratch. They have forty tracks, none of them uh, master tracks, yep. all of them cover tracks. And they're asking you to pa- splash out on all these new peripherals, including, I would assume, a new guitar. I don't yeah, think yeah. anyone's going to do this. I, it's, no one's buying it. It's not happening. 
this is going to be stillborn. This is going to be economy big mistake. Now, what I surprises me is, is that it is actually economy doing it. These guys know their stuff. They've been in the business for ages. Yeah, Surely they, they must know them. this doesn't make sense in a business sense. I'd imagine they got kicked in their arse for not actually bringing this kind of stuff out. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. It's well, I think if they were going to do it, they should really try. They should go, right, all must track, same as, rock, uh, same as Guitar Hero, and it's going to be, you know, quality uh, merchandise, and we're going to, you know, I actually wouldn't mind it so much if it was backwards compatible with uh, established peripherals. I mean, maybe just Rock Band, because... Alex- the thing is, I suppose we don't know because looking at the interface, it, it almost suggests that it it, it seems to it's have like the same five button <laughs> you know structure. So th- there is a possibility, in much the same way that Rock Band works with. If the, it was backwards compatible, I'd consider buying it. But the, the brand new peripherals for forty cover tracks seems that, oh, that's yeah. bonkers. You've got songs like um, you got, I looked at the song list. You got you know, things like you know the, the song selection isn't bad. You got stuff like Somebody Told Me by the Killers, Nights of Sight, Don't Me by Muse, that kind of thing. But they're all cover versions, and all cover you know, versions of songs world, that. I mean, you, 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 the, 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 they would have access. That other companies would have access to. As, mm. It's not like it's not like they can go. Well, okay, you know, it wasn't re- when it was record originally recorded. It was, ev- you know, like Rush songs, for example. They were all recorded. The, the drums, guitar, and bass were all recorded together, which is why they have to get cover versions for them. For example, it's not like we Knights of Sidonia Master Track is on. It's on Guitar Hero 3. It's not rocket science, guys, you know. I think we've got to look at this uh, from actually a different point of view. Uh, Rock Band has not established itself as a game, has it? It's a platform. So what we're actually looking at is each song is a killer app. So what does Rock Band have? What does Guitar Hero have? And what, in the name of Greek buggery, does Rock Revolution have that is going to be worth paying, what, 170 quid if we're going by Rock Band terms in England? (laughs) For I mean, for a cover track of what? I mean, there's nothing you could offer me that's going to make me splash out a third time if I even dared splash out on uh, on Guitar Hero. Which I know, think I'm, I'm one of the things for, yeah. that would worry me if I was to purchase it is future uh, editions of it because Guitar Hero can work from its name. It can try to to take on Rock Band, and you know, to be fair, why not? Um, but it also has Activision, and who is it that they the music company that are part of Activision? Oh As God! Isn't it Vivendi Universal? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah Universal. Yeah, Universal. They're part of Universal Music, so they got a huge pool of stuff to take on. And obviously, Harmonics linked up with eight, uh, MTV, MTV, who have a massive pool of uh, obviously you know connections within the industry. They can take it. Who the hell has Konami got? Oh, I mean, exactly. Yeah, they, they got their. If kind you of think about, I mean, so, Sony, for example, really? with, uh, Sony, for example, with ThinkStar. I mean, that's 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 easy for them. But, yeah, as you say, I, I agree. I mean, this is probably why you've ended up with cover versions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing that really... That's, I think that's... I mean, I can understand that there would be certain sec- certain instances where you know, they want to track in there, but for whatever reason can't go master track. But the whole thing? I mean... It, just, it seems it, several it, years back. Yeah, exactly. It's like we've gone back to Guitar Hero 1. Yeah. I mean, it's it's madness. madness. Even that had a couple of uh, master tracks in it. Well, oh, well yeah, it had... All, Okay. I just want to see a picture in, in, in your guys' heads when you actually walk into game and uh, in the second hand bin there's a big Konami drum kit <laughs> poking out the top. You're like, no, I don't want that. Five 30 quid? 30 quid? Mm, Five no. quid? Yeah. Mm. In, in the way... It might be worth... It, in, honest, in all honesty, it might be worth picking up but in view to just flogging it on eBay again straight away. The laugh at. You know. I mean, if you look at the drum kit, it's designed more like... It's just flat, flat, pat. At least with the Guitar Hero... Four one, they've got like you know the the little the, the triangular symbols are actually like a MIDI. I mean, I've seen a real MIDI drum kit. That's exactly what they look like. So, I mean, to have just pads just on the 
Oh, but look, just look, I mean, how loud is that thing going to be? I can't imagine there being a massive, uh, a massive sort of, uh, you know, sort of industry, you know, a cottage industry full of, you know, modifications to your rock revolution drum <laughs> band thing like there is with rock band. I mean, I just, I, I don't think this is going to go anywhere, personally. Um, yeah. I think we should push past this because it's yeah, that's, more that's time he deserves. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, okay, so, um, in, in summation, Guitar Hero possibly in with a chance of taking on the Titanic rock band, and, and they're going to sell a few copies no matter what. If they don't make drums compulsory, they'll definitely shift a few. Because one of the, one of the um, uh, tantalizing things about uh, Guitar Hero in comparison to rock band for, you know, first-timers was always its relatively inexpensive price in comparison. Now it's mm. going to be, it's going to cost the same, guys, so you really do have to choose between the two. So it's going to be like... Um, uh, three different consoles, and which yeah. one do you get? Do you get, you know, the 360, the uh, the, the PS3, I suppose, and, or the Gizmondo? So, well, yeah, yeah. Of, co- of course, if you're the sort of person who say already spent 37 quid on DLC for a game they don't even have yet, it's probably, you know, a pretty much no-brainer that you'll get it. I mean, yeah. if, even that sort of person, I imagine, uh, would probably bulk at the idea of Rock Revolution. But uh, well, if you go to my local game store, you've got no chance of getting it. <laughs> well, do you, do you want to talk about that? No, I, I mean, I'll pass it. on. Apparently, they 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 they're receiving six copies in. Wow! Six. Wow! Uh, Count them. The dizzy heights of six copies. Um, obviously, I've got a pre-order. Well, apparently not, because it, even if you pre-order it, you've got to have a uh, deposit down on it to secure the pre-order. Is that, is that okay. six copies of the game or six copies of the instrument? Pack? No, six copies of the instrument pack. Oh. Quite frankly, um, given EA's relationship with game at the moment, I'd expect it to be six copies of the game as well. But, but that was the funniest thing out of this conversation I had with him. So, because I've had it pre-ordered there for months now, and uh, I said, "Okay, well, can I put down a you know a, a deposit to pre-order the game?" Um, no, because we have no um, no barcodes or anything to actually take that pre-order well when are you going to have those we don't know you do realise the game's out on Friday oh ok that's fair enough and as it happens my sh- my order from play has been uh, shipped so sod it they're, they're out of luck but it as just has laugh, it. it's yeah. been kind of ham-fisted kind of stuff yeah. this is my, my indie retailer mm. has assured me yep we're all good to go so yep with Friday come Friday we will be Rocking. We're all off that day, aren't we? Nobody's business. Yep. Oh, yep. I'm ill. <laughs> You're okay, ill. <laughs> I, I totally booked the time off already. It's totally. I, I caught your uh, GTA flu out. Oh bad. damn! No, that's that's yeah. going around. It's a deadly computer virus. <laughs> okay, so shall we move on to the greatest yes. films of all time? <laughs> yes. Okay. Kind. Let's play a little music to play us in there. Let's just uh, explain this one first. Okay. First, the aim of this is to clarify the established greatest films of all time, as in we will look at lists of other ones from other sources, and then offer up our own greatest films of all time. We'll each take turns citing the ten films we feel are the best of all time, though not necessarily our favourites, although a lot of mine crept in because they are one and the same. You can't help it. Yeah. We can then debate the relative merits of any that are contested... And at the end, we'll play some music while we debate uh, and then collate the data and establish which are the ten 
films that best represent the views of the Digital Cowboys as being the greatest films of all time. So, let's just start off uh, with just, just an example. This is a perfect example of, of the established cinematic um, view of the ten best films of all time. Uh, these are actually the ten best American films of all time, according to the American Film Institute. Is that right, Paul? Yes. Yeah, fine. Now, it's actually from their list of... Is it a hundred? They, uh, they did one in 1988 and then re-updated it, luckily for us, in 2007. Um, there were lots of ups and lots of downs. That, was it Ben-Hur that just dropped 84 places or something like that? Something absurd like that. So yeah. Suddenly everyone hates Ben-Hur, but still enough to get it into the top 100. But uh, yeah, ultimately, these were all films judged on six different criteria. Feature length, American film, critical recognition, popularity over time, major award winner... Historical significance and cultural impact. That's seven. I don't know where I picked up another one. <laughs> okay. Personal opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically these were all judged by many... Was it like a thousand or so um, American reviewers or people in the industry? Something or, in that sort of ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, without you know going doing a major drumroll countdown, we're talking from one to ten, Citizen Kane, The Godfather, Casablanca, Raging Bull, Singing in the Rain... Gone with the Wind, Lawrence of Arabia, Schindler's List, Vertigo, The Wizard of Oz. So these are all classics. These are all, you know, pieces of, you know, marked cinema. They're, they're landmark films. Um, every single one of them is 30 years old, <laughs> at least, except for Schindler's List and Raging Bull's just two years shy of 30 years old. Um, and, yeah, they're established. And, and, and no one could contest that those are absolutely landmark pieces of cinema. Um... I would contest that they are <laughs> the ten greatest <laughs> films of all time, but ultimately it's it's not my vote. So there you go. Um, checking out the IMDb's uh, um, top ten greatest films of all time. These are as voted by everyone who votes Jesus. for a film. Now, obviously, since that requires a huge amount of, of user interaction, people aren't necessarily to be trusted as people are stupid. But um, okay, here you go. It's actually surprising amounts of quality in this. So, The Godfather. Shawshank Redemption, Godfather 2, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Pulp Fiction, Schindler's List, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Star Wars, Casablanca, Seven Samurai. Not markedly different from the AFI. Obviously, they, they, these guys would have allowed in uh, foreign films and non... Um, any of these not American? Nope, they're all American. <laughs> oh, no, Seven Samurai. So, yay, Japan. Go, Japan. Indeed. Um... Let's uh, look at a, some, a slightly more... Um, uh, these, these are as voted for by the readers of Empire magazine. Uh, this was in 2003. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, Empire Strikes Back. Are we sensing a pattern here? Yes. Shawshank Redemption, Godfather, Pulp Fiction, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, Fight Club, Jaws. Uh, this was total films in 2006. Star Wars, Fight Club, Pulp Fiction, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, Shawshank Redemption, Goodfellas, Godfather, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, Jaws, Donnie Darko. I think it's important that we do our top ten to be slightly different from <laughs> from all of these. For God's sake, they're just the same ten films. I mean, they're all fantastic. Agreed. But greatest films of all time? Hmm... It's, it's, it's all relative, that's the, that's the point. Rotten, <laughs> to, Rotten Tomatoes is interesting, because uh, these are all the uh, films that have got 100%, um, as, as in the top 10, as in, I think they, there's many films which actually have got 100%, but a lot of these have got like three reviews, all three of them have, uh, have good reviews. So, uh, Toy Story 2, Bus 174, 
A Hard Day's Night, Deliver Us From Evil, Taxi to the Dark Side, Wizard of Oz, Godfather, a t- The Taste of Others, Rear Window, and Doctor Strangelove. That's interesting. Because kind of different from the, uh, the previous uh, list. And things, things like Bus 174 would probably not get into a, the list of top ten films of all time in any other way. Um, but that's just based on the law of averages, based on all of the reviews that they've got. I'm, I'm surprised that Toy Story 2 got 100% uh, good reviews, because some people consider it to be a shameless sequel. Um, <clears throat> I, I wouldn't say it's a film. Yeah, it's not a film. It was animated, so, you know. <laughs> there you go. Right, so, um, how are we going to judge ours, in all seriousness? You tell us. Right. <laughs> well, looking at the AFIs, there's no point... Feature length is obvious. American film is too restrictive. Um, critical recognition. That's an interesting thorny issue, because as far as I'm concerned, some of the greatest films of all time don't necessarily get immediate critical recognition. I mean, I said, I th- was Citizen Kane immediately critically applauded? Uh... Not not exactly, no. Yeah. Uh, and it certainly didn't get pati- huge amounts of people seeing it, as as everybody knows. Uh, How Green Was My Valley actually won the Oscar for Best Film that year. I think that was probably because, uh, what's his name? Was it uh, that bloke, the, the guy it was based on? Was it William Randolph Hearst or something like that? Was it? Uh, uh, I well, Citizen Kane. Yeah, the, the, it was obviously yes, pretty much was. obviously that was based on. He basically uh, sunk the movie, attempted to sink the movie without Jesus. a trace of it. Obviously failed because, um, well, <laughs> but um, uh, ultimately, yeah, when it on its release, it didn't it didn't do very well at all. No. So, uh, okay, popularity over time. Again, with Citizen Kane, that's uh, over time's the significant part there. Yeah, and with, I'm assuming a lot of the films that uh, at least me and Tony are going to suggest. Um, I'm not sure about yours, Paul. But I'm pretty sure me and Tony are going to be on uh, kind of slightly more similar turf on this one. Um, are going to be f- a little bit newer. We shall see. I just I'm just guessing here. Judging by what I know of you guys, um, what do you say, Tony? It's very hard, this because obviously, I mean, you look at that top ten list, any of those top ten lists that you, you say to me, and, I'm, and I'm, my reaction is, well, yeah, they're, they're all fantastic films, and yeah. you know, whether they're, they're your greatest films of all time is um, his own personal taste. I mean, when you set me this task, I couldn't help but just keep looking at the films that I truly love. Now. I'm, I don't necessarily think that the list I'm going to give you make them the greatest films of all time. They're no. just my favourite films of all time. And I think possibly what I needed to do was take a step back and actually say, well, what are the greatest made films of all time? And maybe look at a criteria like you've just laid out. I didn't really think of it that way. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has got to do with time, you know. Um, and just take a random film off my list. Um, uh, I don't know, Magnolia. Random film off the list, you know. To me, I can't see that not being still one of my favourite films of all time in, in 30 years' time, but I truly don't know. Yeah. And, I, you know, we shall see. It'll be interesting to see what you think on, you know, on your list as well. But Next one down from that major award winner, where you can strike off Citizen Kane there, but put in Titanic. I, I, that, I think, is actually yeah, bollocks. Because as yeah. far as I'm concerned, awards these days are, are grooming sequences, whereby, you, you know, right, you're a young actor, we want to make sure we can make lots of money from you. Here's an Oscar. Okay, off you go. Uh, or you're an established actor, uh, and we've always loved you, so here's an Oscar. Um, or you are a British woman playing a monarch. <laughs> Have an Oscar. Or the Queen. Or, or you're playing a mental. Have an Oscar. So yeah, I, let's just t- keep awards out of this one because that just, that's a dirty business involving mainly money. 
Uh, historical significance is again interesting because a lot of these won't have had time to really sink into the public conscience. Uh, similarly, cultural impact. So how should we judge these? Ultimately, they, these are what we perceive as the ten greatest films of all time. I, I really don't want it to be our ten favourite films because um, that's a different list, in all honesty. I mean, it's, it's, it may not be a se- severely different list, but I want to make sure that we remain as focused as possible on the, the technical brilliance of these films. I think that's the most important thing to me. Technical brilliance and, to a lesser extent, cultural significance. Any, any additions to those particular criteria? Um. <laughs> okay, so shall I go first and then set you guys up for for you guys? Yeah, because it might give me time to actually readjust my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strike that one off. I there. need to rewrite everything. <laughs> okay, right. Um, even even at that point, it may be an interesting conversation because even in, from just different people's lists, you may be able to argue whether you know, think that may be relevant for it to go in the list or or suggestions from other people that actually know that is probably the greatest film. Which we'll see. I don't know. The thing is, I, I personally think that favourite and greatest often tend to go hand in hand. So I, I don't know that I don't I don't know exactly how the, how this works per se. But that's just it's my impression. Yeah, but anyway. I mean, so that leads into the same thing as like There Will Be Blood. You know, I, technically it's one of the greatest films ever made. You know, it's it's got amazing acting. You know, it's, the camera works superb. It's, it's certainly got the plaudits from the award. You know, the Academy Awards, and it got some of the greatest reviews ever. Now, is it the greatest one of the greatest films of all time? Well. In that terminology, yes, but would it be my greatest film of all time? No. So that's where I'm, I'm struggling. But, I mean, shoot off with your list because then that would be interesting, a starting off point. Okay. Right. Um, I'm gonna do my list uh, as a countdown from 10 to 1. Um, and I may... Can I just, can I just ask, does it matter that we've done it in no particular order? Nah. <laughs> Fine. We will read these out at the end. Well, we shall see, depending on what our uh, results uh, bring up. And ultimately, if, if several films at the uh, top of the list get three votes from, from all of us, we all agree on them, then maybe they should be at the top. We'll, we'll see. Okay. okay, so, right. Um, 2001 constantly crops up in, uh, in the list of greatest films of all time. I think Sunshine is better in every sense of the word. I think it is a better film. As far as um, a film about human evolution and human endeavor and, and the, the twinned terror and excitement of deep space travel into the, the unknown and really just specifically in sunshine actually to try and save the human race and indeed the entire planet and indeed the entire solar system, it is a mind-blowing movie and it didn't immediately get fantastic reviews from a lot of people who didn't like the ending. Um, I think over time... It will be accepted a little bit more, and it shares a lot in common with Alien 2001. Um, and it's, it's, I, I, I don't know. It probably doesn't belong on this list of greatest films of all time. Most people in the world would dispute it, but I think over time this <laughs> one has legs. I'm not going to really talk about the rest of them at, at such length, but I, I honestly want to fight for Sunshine. I mean, do you want us to give some insight on that? Or? Yeah, go for it. Um, I, for me, once again, that's that seems to be a film that's too too new in your me- in your memory. I mean, it's 2001 is an amazing film. It's not without its flaws. I mean, across the, the hallucination sequence that goes on for 20 minutes is a, is a sight to behold. And it's boring as hell to many, many people. But some of the imagery that that brings up, I mean, that is classic cinema to, you know, to the very core. And, you know, the, the song, the theme tune to it, it's just, 
Yeah, I, I was I was blown away by it when I saw it in the yeah. cinema a few years ago. Um, that's all I can say on really say on it. But uh, I would agree, 2001 is fantastic. But I think on a technical basis, Sunshine. If you take it out, take it into a cultural vacuum where 2001 is. This is this makes it difficult because that is so important for 2001. It has influenced so many people. Uh, including Danny Boyle. Um, but if you put them both in a cultural vacuum and watch one and then watch the other, I think Sunshine is a better film. Fair enough? Yeah, moving yep, on. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the Matrix. Uh, I think ultimately, as far as influencing people, people making action movies and sci-fi movies since 1999, it's in the same way as Star Wars, it has to be acknowledged or you have to do something completely different. The Matrix. I'll give you that. L.A. Confidential. The best uh, film noir film ever. I mean, every all of these lists with greatest films of all time, Chinatown turns up. Once again, take this cultural vacuum, put L.A. Confidential and Chinatown together. L.A. Confidential blows Chinatown out of the water. I saw them at roughly the same time, and one is fantastic, the other one is good. As far as I'm concerned, oh, sure. I, I actually didn't like Chinatown. Like, <laughs> boring. I need, uh, no. it, it, okay, well, that's good then. I've got a, personal I've, preference, but I mean, yeah, for me, be no, there'll be no no contest. I've got a good fighter here with LA Confidential. Okay, um, I was trying to think of a real. I was trying to eventually subdivide these into categories of to contest against um, the established greatest films of all time. Just to, I was trying to think of the best romance I've ever seen. The best coupling on screen. It's out of sight. Um, it's, it may not be better on a purely technical scale when compared with Casablanca. I, I would exceed, I would concede that Casablanca may be technically better, but I far prefer Out of Sight as far as everything about that film speaks to me on a really, really um, successful level of, of just being able to push all of my buttons. And once again, this is kind of you know a very personal thing for me, but I think Out of Sight is probably one of the best on-screen couples ever. So it's Bogart and Bacall uh, and, uh, versus Lopez and uh, Clooney. Which one was Bogart and Bacall? I know that. Um, was she in uh, Casablanca? I'm, I'm fucking yes. rubbish at this. Yeah, okay. So, uh, any, any, anything on that? <laughs> See, this is the problem. I can't criticise Out of Sight because it's an absolutely amazing film. One of the all-time great films. Uh, Carry on. I'm okay. my final kind of opinion at the end, I think. <laughs> Fight Club. This is definitely not going to be the favourite film of many people. It's, uh, it's, it's more for people who really like cinema or lads. Um, if every time I meet a woman who likes Fight Club, I, I start having a conversation with her because I'm, I'm just immediately impressed. <laughs> It's a it's it's a mind blowing movie. It's really hard going at times, um, but it it's fantastic again, and uh, it, it just it conveys mental the the unhinging of a man in an extremely good way. So I would put that up against maybe One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and I think is actually better. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. No one's going to dispute that one. I saw this last night. Um, it, it's it's not at my number one spot, but it's possibly the greatest film ever made. I think very few people would argue with that. I mean, obviously, the AFI would argue with that. They put it at number 84 or number 64 or something like that, four places above Forrest Gump. But, um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. But this holds a very special place in many, many people's hearts. The Shawshank Redemption is 
almost perfect in, in terms of filmmaking. Um, at number four, almost famous. I guarantee this is on Tony's list as well. As a uh, depiction <laughs> of, uh, as a film about music and the love of music, it, it's unrivaled. There is no film about music that is as good as this. And number three, Magnolia, human drama, human interaction, the the level of intensity of it. It's hard going, again, most of the uh, best films of all time are. Um, but Magnolia is is some of the, the best uh, well-coordinated acting pieces and fantastically di- directed. I actually think it's superior to There Will Be Blood on almost every level, but There Will Be Blood is still fantastic. And accessible. Yeah, it's it's more accessible, but even so, it's 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 hard going. Uh, number two, as, as in terms of classic um, adventure cinema, Raiders of the Lost Ark is almost indisputably perfect as far as an adventure film goes. It's 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 fantastic. Uh, there you go. I, I keep using words like fantastic to describe these films. I would like to go into long detail about it, but I don't have time. And number one, uh, of the best of the three, the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, significantly. The extended edition. Yeah, you got to put that in brackets. I must. Yeah, it's got to be the extended edition. I, th- I-, I wanted to pick the one which I had probably the best chance of uh, you guys agreeing with me on. Uh, and uh, of the three films or the six films, if you count the different uh, edits of them, it's probably for me the strongest in terms of characterization and really painting the picture of Middle Earth as this just very real place and. Possibly a contender for best film of all time, up against the Shawshank Redemption for me. So yeah, and then that's entirely removing all of my personal feelings about those those films. Uh, on a purely technical scale, these are fan fucking tastic. I think the most personal of those, and the, probably the one that deserves to be on the list the least, is Sunshine, and that needs to prove itself over time. So, who wants to go next? I hope uh, I say yes. <laughs> okay, right, okay. I'll just, I'll go through my list. Uh, this is currently, currently in no particular order, so I'll just go okay. from 1 to 10. Go on. Right, um, you, you already mentioned LA Confidential, so we, I think we've already pretty much gone through that anyway. Nope. Uh, Hannah Bai, which is a uh, Japanese uh, film written and directed and starring uh, Takashi Kitano, who uh, most Western audiences will know from Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> Um, which is possibly one of the most wonderful, lovely, moving films I've ever seen. Johnny Mnemonic, are you certain of this? Absolutely. (laughs) It is. But what of Hanabai? You can't shoot me. Not in the head. But what of Hanabai? That's all I remember from the trailer. Uh, Yeah, um, I'm not going to go, we don't need to go into too much of the plot, but suffice to say, if you can seek it out, it's uh, it's a Japanese uh, film. Violence and Beauty in each I saw it, uh, I I think, in the cinema, like something in the region of seven times. And uh, this was at a point when no one had a, any clue as to when it was actually coming out here uh, on video. Well, video at the time, you know, this was that long ago it was, but uh, amazing. I, I completely took, completely out of absolutely nowhere. I had absolutely no, no idea what, what I was going to see, but I was flabbergasted how brilliant it was. Right, third, The Insider. This... Um, I've actually got two Michael Mann films in this list. I'll get to the other one later. But, um, mm. again, absolutely incredible movie. I, I you know, really um, completely, uh, I'd say, uh, very, very much underrated. And uh, although it very critically very well received, but not, not terribly, uh, didn't do exactly, didn't exactly set the box office alight. And uh, features, yeah, I think, Russell Crowe's best performance. That was so the like, year when uh, Russell Crowe got his best acting award for Gladiator. Yeah. 
So, yeah, amazing movie, amazing. And te- technically, uh, pretty much flawless, I would say. But anyway, so, uh, fourth one, this sort of descends into sort of kind of a bit more sort of fate. I think it does kind of descend into favourites as such, but mm. essentially, that's how, that's essentially how this is going to go. Yeah. Um, so, fourth uh, is Rushmore, uh, Wes Anderson's, um, quirky, um, quirky comedy. Um, I think which doesn't really do it. Doesn't really do, that description doesn't really do it justice. It's just uh, it's a very uh, it's got it's a very 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 well, it's about a fairly eccentric teenager and uh, is um, well is is amazing and uh, it's a real shame that Wes Anderson hasn't really been able to, uh, Match to it, yeah. maintain the uh, I mean obviously the Royal Tannenbaums is, is terrific as well but he's sort of been a sliding scale, he's gone downhill. Yeah. It's cause it's cause Owen Wilson is involved in the writing. That's that's yeah. why. He needs to get um, back to the the writing aspects of it. Yep. I, I'm just going to add Rushmore just got Squoze off the list on mine. Okay. It was okay. very close to the top, so you, you might have uh, uh, an ally with me on that. Okay. 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 Uh, number five. Now, you mentioned about uh, on on couples or on screen. Now, obviously, this doesn't really fall into the same category as, you know, you can sort of see the link Casablanca versus out of sight. Mm-hmm. But this is a... This is a, a, a electrifying uh, on-screen couple, and it's actually it's actually a sequel, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, before Sunset. Uh, Richard Linklater's um, uh, now obviously because I, I, I can't include Before Sunrise. I love Before Sunrise as well, but uh, because Before Sunset is is, is the it kind of caps it off. And what what, I, what I'm really impressed about is that nine years after Before Sunset was released, Before Sunrise was released, you know, they were able to go back to this. I mean, I thought this was going to. When I heard about this, I thought that someone was having a joke. I thought yeah, this was bad idea. I thought this was a lull. <laughs> what the hell are they on? What, what on earth? And I, it's 80 minutes of just of bliss. If you have, it's a sort. Yeah, it's a sort of film that makes you feel good to be alive, and that to me is, is usually a good sign uh, in terms of uh, you know whether a film should be on there. On there, it's yeah, that would be my that would be my pick. Once uh, again, that was just squeezed off the list on mine. Right, number six. Um, again, I should stress no particular order. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Now we've obviously mentioned uh, Magnolia. <laughs> Uh, there will be blood. We haven't, we haven't talked about Boogie Nights, but this is my, my personal favourite of, uh, of his is uh, the much, much underrated Punch Drunk Love, which I think got, which is basically a romantic comedy for blokes. Uh, that's 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 basically what it is, and all that that implies. The he, Adam Sand Adam Sandler. It's amazing that an Adam Sandler film gets on this list, though, but <laughs> again, no. I Never. can't, I can't. It's it's really difficult. I mean, it, it just it just grabbed me in a way that I really it's, it's, it's impossible. I, I totally get the character. I totally get why he behaves in the way he does. But it's something you can't really explain to someone. You either get it or you don't. You either get why he behaves or you don't. And a, a lot, much of your enjoyment of the film derives from your understanding the way he, the way he behaves. If, you know, that's just the way it is, unfortunately. Right, seven. Donnie Darko. Now, the. Uh, we have to put to one side the appallingly terrible director's cut uh, and leave that, just consign it to the dustbin of history and the fact that, um, what's his name? Completely forgotten his Richard name. Richard Kelly. Richard Kelly has gone completely to shit, particularly with that. <laughs> Somewhat. Whatever that That's thing. the scientific term, definitely. Nonsense. That, that, what the hell What the hell was that for? Southland Tales, which is yeah. absolutely dreadful. But, Luckily, you know, it flopped as well. Obviously, someone somewhere a long time ago said, gave him a couple of pointers about certain things he should be doing in his film. Mm. And uh, he followed them. He listened to them. And, uh, you know, he, he released this 
he, he was responsible in a sense for creating this incredible. Uh, sci- I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a, sci- it's a sci-fi flick essentially. You boil it, distill it down to what it what it is. But it, that does, again, that description doesn't really do it justice because it it it. it it, cut, it, it mixes all sorts of genres together, and uh, really, anyone who hasn't seen it, urge you to see it, but for God's sake, theatrical cut. No, if it's got director's cut on the box, chuck it in the bin. Don't, don't even look at it. <laughs> Luckily, the theatrical cut is dirt cheap. You can get them for like three quid Precisely. retail. If you, can so. get, if you can get it in the, the US version as well, with all the commentaries on yeah, it, it's yeah. even better. Ooh, it's it's terrific, terrific. Uh, in fact, most, you know, most people probably know it. As, you know, it's that, that film that has Mad World, uh, the Gary yeah. Jules... Soundtrack. It's probably what it's best. It's best known for here. Number eight again. Th- th- this is really kind of a personal favourite, a, a kind of more of a personal favourite of mine, uh, rather than necessarily a greatest film of all time. It's not necessarily technically the best film ever made, but uh, I again, I don't, I'm not sure what again the criteria itself. I, you know, I, I don't know. I think certain. Th- I'm, I'm prepared to overlook certain certain things just because I love the love the film so damn much. Garden State. Now. <laughs> Um, Yet another one that was just pushed off yeah, my list. Again, again, again. I mean, a lot of these films are just are kind of about sort of mid, mid sort of twenties of uh, kind of slacker types uh, who are just having all sorts of problems with the world. Which, of course, I can't at all relate. <laughs> um, so yeah, Garden State would would get on there again. We don't really need to go too much into the uh, into the descriptions as such. Uh, number nine. Uh, and I mentioned I mentioned earlier Michael Mann. Miami Vice cannot go on this list, Paul. Uh, was it The Keep? <laughs> Last yes. of the Mohicans. Yes. Okay, it's Heat. Move on. It's um, absolute Heat. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, we, I think we all know, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, that, again, I think this is the first, uh, this is the first film I saw in a, in a proper multiplex, you know, uh, when they weren't sullied by idiots shouting nonsense over the top of everything. And, uh, you know, it was, it was the first time I've been in a cinema with surround sound. It was just this, this amazing experience. And I, I net, well, the bucket on the head. Cap, <laughs> private joke, but, um, this incredible, you know, I sat mesmerized for three hours in this, at, at the age of what I think I was, I, I guess I was 16 by this point. Mm. And I just, Again, flabbergasted at how brilliant this movie was. And it was the first time I actually watched a film where I really, I think I got some, got more out at more from it than necessarily just the, you know, although, although it is very, a very exciting and entertaining, you know, sort of crime you know, action flick in its own right. It, there's way more to it than that. And that's again, te- technically is, is, uh, is, is in my view kind of flawless in that once regard. again this is another one that was pushed out of my list basically your top 10 is my top 11 to 20 well I, I don't think number 10 is going to be because I'm going to completely buck the trend with this DOA final. dead or alive no nah. uh, I'm going back way back in time because for, for years when I was at university uh, it seemed to be the done thing it didn't matter what the hell anyone was blathering on about they always looked at these these top ten lists everyone would look at the top number one which we've already mentioned uh, from the AFI Citizen Kane and go oh, rubbish now I, I was one of the few people who sat there going actually no guys Citizen Kane is I think totally worthy of all of the praise that gets heaped on it it's very easy just to say oh it's rubbish blah blah without it just seems to be a film student thing to do and i kind of hate film students even though i was one <laughs> and, um, it just seemed to me that it, it, i don't know it just seemed to be ragging on it just just almost for the sake of it now 
I saw Citizen Kane, I think the first time I saw it was actually in the cinema. Um, and again, I hadn't really got any, wasn't, I wasn't going in, didn't really know what to expect. Again, two hours later, I came out just kind of, kind of jaw, jaw dropped, basically. Um, a lot of people would argue that maybe it's not, not as relevant. Well, some people argued it isn't maybe that relevant today. I, I would actually completely disagree with that. I think it's it's actually more relevant than ever because obviously it deals with the you know the nature of you know the, the build them up, tear them down uh, way. You know the press deal with celebrities and in our celebrity soaked paper world, yeah, it, yeah. how much more relevant can you get? That's and a good point. It, incredible, incredible movie. It, 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 that, that's. I, I, I suppose, I suppose for me, I just, I just, I look, look, looked at it, looked at all, and taking into account when it was made, some of the cinematography, for example, in it, and the fact that Orson Welles was what twenty-four or something like that when he made it. God, uh, way younger some, than us. Something in that sort of ballpark, I think he was. It was definitely in his in his twenties when he made this, mm. and you know, okay, obviously it kind of died on its ass. It, you know, well, I think one would argue that it died on its ass as a result, you know, as a as a result of a, a sabotage almost. Yeah. But um, I mean, I, I can't stand it. You know, I, I know they planned it that way, but um, I'm going to set it straight. This Watergate, exactly, bastards. Yeah, but. Yeah. Um, for me, for me, uh, if I was gonna, you know, I, I, I know it might seem a little out, given that we're basically <laughs> coming up with films that are pr- pr- predominantly centered from around the time, you know, we, when we, when we sort of got into it. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's understandable, but mm. I thought I'd just go a bit out of that, out of that and say, actually, no, I think Citizen Kane personally is worthy, yeah. is worthy of all the praise. That Would you say best with. film of all time? I, <laughs> that's a, di- that's a difficult one. I mean, I can see, wh- I can personally see why it tops the, it comes tops. All the time, as many as as often as it does. But me personally, no, it's not necessarily my favourite film. My best film it wouldn't necessarily be my best film of all time. But it, I still think it's it's right up there. So there you go. Okay. Right, brilliant. Thank you, Tony. Go for it. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yep. I mean, having sat here and listened to both those, you know, I I think kind of what I've taken here is that a lot of these films are more from when we started watching cinema. You know, when cinema was relevant to us rather than when cinema was relevant to, as we would class them, a bunch of old stuffy, you know, film critics. Yeah. But uh, it, it's also something I thought about today and I'm thinking, well, probably in 50 year time, we'll be the, uh, the old stuffy film critics when people are probably sitting there reading us and going... Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord of the Rings? Really, Lord of the Rings? They like, so, there will be blood? <laughs> you know, stuff like, I can imagine that happening. So, you know, maybe, I mean, I can see what you're saying, Alex. It would be nice just to see some more moderner stuff shoved in between some of the older stuff. So, um, much like Paul, I've kind of fallen maybe in a bit more of a trap of my favourites rather than what I probably think is the greatest, you know, the greatest living films. But, um, I... Chuck them at you and you can see what you think. Okay. Um, in no particular order, in fact, probably almost alphabetical, just because it's well that way. Um, the first one I am, I'm actually going to agree with Alex, um, almost famous. Also agree, one of the, the greatest films based around music and uh, growing up and relationships I've ever seen. Um, really, really emotional and kind of, ah, Kate Hudson. How the, her, her career just belly flopped off. She should never have met Matthew McConaughey. She should never have done another film. If she'd just done this one film, she'd yeah. be amazing. But, she uh, should have been Marilyn Monroe. Just died really quickly. That's one I do always just say, look, you know, it doesn't get enough love, I feel, whenever I look at these lists. 
Oh, hang on, hang on. Which version, bootleg or regular? I love both. I, I do prefer the bootleg. I think it offers a lot more, um, a, you know, a lot more detail. But you know, it's it's that's cinema. You can't always. That that was a really interesting film. It's a new, well, a, a new interesting thing that's it's completely um, new to our generation. These directors' cuts and stuff because that just never really happened back. There was then. no Citizen Kane EE. You know. It was because it was you'd have to release them in the cinema and just you know they were never going to do that. Yeah. Um, one that actually gets a lot of praise, but neither you two have mentioned. Um, maybe it's it's not so cool to like it anymore. But I absolutely love American Beauty. There we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, it's good. I mean, it obviously got loads of Oscars and stuff, and I I still think it says a lot more uh, about once again growing up. I mean, common theme here but you know growing up and, and certain pressure of parents and it all just literally uh, going in a big bang towards the end and you know, I, I love it to bits and I still love the, the fact that a paper bag blows in the wind although it's been now stood up for fucking everything easy film to take yourself yeah um, Paul Thomas Anderson film which I don't think either you or two have put in your top ten Boogie Nights Boogie Nights I saw that the other day. I was having a Paul Thomas Anderson um, day. I saw Boogie Nights in the Morning and Magnolia in the Evening. It's fan fucking testing. I agree. It it really is. It's just a roller coaster ride of emotions. And it again, it was just in my top my this, just out my top ten. Sorry, mate. Okay. No, no. So yeah, I, I know you both love it as well. So in, you know, not really preaching. Yeah. You know, just preaching to converted here, but you know, amazing film and Paul Thomas Anderson is just an amazing director. In fact, I my own personal opinion is I think he's at the moment, one of the greatest living directors. Well, he's scored one from each of us, so, uh, yeah, he's, he probably is the best director. He's up against Curtis Hansen. So, because <laughs> I'm fairly certain Alec Confidential is going to be in this list, Tony. Um, yeah, you never know. Uh, I never do. <laughs> and Ellie Confidential. Ellie Confidential. <laughs> I really think we remarkable. have a winner, folks. It is. It's a remarkable film, and like the China people talk about Chinatown. I I never did like Chinatown, to be fair, ever. <laughs> it just it was boring to me. And this this was one of the films where I saw it at a fairly young age, and it just it said so much about cinema and acting, and um, just once again, what happened to James Cromwell? Dude, yeah, I mean, he just turns up as the genial, um, uh, mm. you know, friend or fu- or like uncle or, or so sort sometimes of like the kiss of death for a movie. So, yeah, know, used to be like, yeah. Ooh, occasionally he was like the kiss of death for a movie. Have in Star Trek? Have you a valediction, boyo? Hello to Awesome. It's just one of those films. You know, a lot of my films here I've noticed are actually quite long, but. If they're good films, it, they just you know, the time just flies past, and you know, Ella Confidential was like that. I just, never think of it as being long at all. Uh, Unlike Heat, which uh, is fantastic, but you do feel it, you know. Well, let me get to my next choice of Heat. Heat, <laughs> <laughs> which is superb, and uh, I, much like Paul, I believe this to be the first film I ever actually watched. You know, I. To me, watching films at that point was a fairly passive entertainment. I'd just be kind of sitting there, and, and a lot of big bangs and explosions, and and you know, it's just seeing it as a kid's point of view. Heat was the first film I actually sat there, and the characters jumped off the screen at me, and and literally said something more than just you know said something to me as I guess a young adult, and it was the first time I've ever really appreciated acting. Um, it is one of the greatest films of all time. Uh, I'm not going to go much further than that, but if you haven't seen Heat, then yeah, 
Where have you been? Yeah. Okay. Um, another contender. Jackie here. Brown. No. No. Not in here. No. I am. I am bowled over. There is no way you couldn't say Jackie Brown. How? Oops. How? Okay. There is on. because once, once you know what I also did. I did try to look at the list and say, well, you know, films that I think should be up in. Oh, in it's, sorry. Hang on. Let me just interrupt you for two seconds. Uh, the. Um, <clears throat> Heat is established by all to be absolutely fantastic, one of the best films of all time. Uh, AFI didn't even rate it. Nice. Yeah. Yankee Doodle Dandy was 1998. <laughs> <laughs> Yankee Doodle Dandy. Now, uh, maybe a perfectly fantastic film, but uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy? Seriously? Seriously? <laughs> but not but, Heat? Sorry, carry right. on. <laughs> the, reason, well, the reason I give you towards Jackie Brown is... I absolutely love that film. I, I love it to bits. I love everything it says. But I don't actually think it's the greatest film of time. I just think it speaks to me on a more personal level than a lot of other people. I mean, I think it's the greatest Tarantino film of time, and I'm surprised that no one's actually put a Tarantino. Uh, I, I had Jackie Brown and Kill Bill just waiting in the wings, but I knew that I would have to fight tooth and neck claw to get Kill Bill Volume 1 in there, and I just figured it's not as good as Jackie Brown, which I actually don't prefer, so it was going to be a tough fight for me. Yeah. Um, it, once again, it would be my, you know, it'd be my greatest film of all time. I'm just trying to push yeah, a bit to I see what you mean. and maybe give a few more votes to films that I thought maybe that you might pick and we can kind of have a, a discussion and agree on. Yeah, to and make it once again, yeah. Another one of those films is Magnolia. I know it's my second Paul Thomas Anderson film, but I You're allowed, man. You're allowed. Yeah, no, no is, worries. It yeah. is my favourite film of all time. I'd be amiss not to stick it in this list. Alice has kind of covered it already, but it, it's so many emotions. Uh, it's a roller coaster ride. Not, not the kind of film you can sit down in uh, an afternoon and think, yeah, we're going to watch Magnolia. But the times <laughs> that I actually do set aside to watch it, it's so special. So, so, so good. Fantastic. Um, Gonna agree with you on Lord of the Rings, um, and I had kind of had to pick out one of those, and I guess the easiest thing to say is the Two Towers extended edition. It's the best, the best one out of all those three films, and I think it's a miss now if you don't put a Lord of the Rings film really in the top ten because they deserve it, and you can't put all three of them in there because I've decided that. Yeah, um, <laughs> there is an argument that they're all one movie. Sharon, for example, cited that. Um, in all seriousness. It, you have to really judge them as three separate movies. Otherwise, you, you'd, you could just say that uh, Godfather 2 and 3 are part of the same thing, in which and case it goes seriously downhill. But uh, they, they were the filmed all at the Wars same time, well. but you know they were released. How many tickets do we pay for? Ultimately, we pay for three tickets. They're three films. There you go. I'm yeah. surprised Star Wars isn't in your greatest films. But hey. it's, I don't think it is. Compared with the rest of these, I'm so far off of Star Wars right now. If it was going to be any of them, it would probably be Empire. But um, that probably would be in my top 30, but not my top uh, 20. Oh, no, hang on. It is, no, it is actually at the very bottom of my top... Tw- it's number 20 or something. Yeah. Okay, go. Um, I did have Jackie Brown down at one point, but I actually... upon I, It was a choice between putting Jackie Brown or something else that you actually mentioned. And I think you gave a, a compelling enough argument from why this should be in there. And I actually think The Matrix is a... A really, really good film. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's a fantastic film. When you actually think of cultural significance um, or a film that comes out and changes the way that film um, or certainly action films would uh, change from that point, I think The Matrix has had a massive impact against the, the entire film industry. It spawned a couple of crap sequels, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bit... <laughs> I find it weird because you, you, you kind of feel like a teenage boy saying it. And I actually think it's a far better film than that. 
and I think a lot of people just get a bit snooty over it. But um, it is one of the greatest, certainly modern day films. Agreed. I have more recently began to feel like a teenager because people are now coming of age who weren't around to see The Matrix by in any capacity when they were younger. So now it's like, I feel like that was the film I saw when I was a teenager. That was the thing that sparked off huge amounts of change in my life. Um, it really came at just a turning point. And yes, it was fantastic, but those two sequels are so fucking awful in comparison. It's, it's, it's just, you can't think of the first without thinking of the second two. It's really hard to separate but them. Isn't isn't the Matrix kind of like um? You'd want it to be like Lord of the Rings. You know, it it sets up a perfect a perfect story. And you're thinking this could be just you know genre defined, uh, but unlike Lord of the Rings, it just completely shits it. Uh, you know, massively, which is a shame. But hey. yeah, it just it drops it drops the ball seriously. And I haven't seen um, Speed Racer in deference to the Wachowski sisters. Who cares? Yeah, really. Um, and that's the last I'm going to go and see it by the way <laughs> I will you, see can, last time. you can brave the, uh, the it looks like Spy Kids 3D it looks awful I mean uh, it might be quite a good story it's just that it's so bright and horrible looking that I, I would just feel sick Tom, you know Tom if you're listening don't see it you'll be ill no, Tom's already seen it and really enjoyed it oh, good. Um, good. Uh, you can just see now um, on the Speed Road supposed to one of the greatest films of all time The Digital Cowboys because it was mentioned in this section yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not happy. Um, have you got two go left? With, I'm just going to make sure that I have two left. Yes. Yeah, two left. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with a pure personal choice here. Although Jackie Brown didn't make it, a pure personal choice. Okay. Let me ask. Have a hand. Yee yee. No. Damn. <laughs> Garden State. Garden State. Okay. Paul's covered it. Amazing. Yep. One. I wanted to put a romantic, a real romantic type film in there, and um, yeah, it, it's superb. So, hopefully that's going to get in there. Yeah. Uh, and once again, not rated enough, in my opinion. Absolutely, so. yeah. Totally. Anybody who has ever felt an emotion should see this film. It's it's fantastic. Okay, go. And following on from Paul's um, snooty kind of, I, you know, people, I get really annoyed when people just criticise Citizen Kane. You know, it's not Citizen Kane. I mean, Paul can stand, you know, on his shoulders and, and defend that one. I, oh. I think it is a great film, but it wouldn't be in my top ten. Um, I'm going to defend a film that will inevitably be in everybody's top ten really when uh, you look at online lists and that is The Godfather so there <laughs> it is yeah, no arguing for me no it is I'm not going to argue that it's one of the best films ever definitely um, it a bit like some of the, the other stuff I've said it, it changed the way cinema was, was heading at that point it, it brought a real adult look to, to cinema um, the scripting you know is, is amazing the acting it brought us huge actors um, delivering some of the best work ever um, it is one of the greatest films of all time and I, it, once it, it's one of those things where everybody says it and it kind of I guess gets worn out a bit but um, in this case a bit like Paul and Simpsons again I actually do believe it deserves to be in every top 10 list so there we go my top 10 Okay. Right, we are now going to play a little bit of music while we uh, talk about it, and we will be back to you after this.
Okay, we're back with the results. So, in a sort of semi-rough order, these are the top ten greatest films of all time, as voted for by the Digital Cowboys. Okay. At ten, Donnie Darko. Nine, Before Sunset. Eight, Boogie Nights. Seven, Garden State. Six, The Matrix. Five, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Extended Edition. Four, Magnolia, three, Heat, two, Almost Famous, and at number one, the only one voted for by all three of us, so it's pretty much established as as the greatest film of all time, as considered by us. It's got to be. By process of elimination, L.A. Confidential. Track down every single one of those films that you haven't seen, and see them, because it will be worth your while. Alternative list of where you're going to Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. There, the re- there is a significant reason why we uh, we didn't put The Godfather and uh, Citizen Kane into this uh, list of ten, because we're trying to present an alternative, as Tony says. Um, we, we think they're fantastic, and we would put them in, but we honestly do think that as if you're going to present an alternative list, it should be these ones. So, anything else to add, gentlemen, before we go to rock out? Well, yeah, rock bands out soon. Yeah, <laughs> it's rock, rock told. We'll be uh, reviewing next week. Um, oh, is Indie. Indiana Jones? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Indie as well. I as mean, yeah. Iron Man comes out the same weekend as uh, Grand Theft Auto, and Indie comes out the same weekend as Rock Band, purely to fuck with our schedule. Pretty much, yes. Not too sure Rock Band's going to sell six million copies, though. In- yeah, um, <laughs> it's going to be a slightly different case there. It's, it's a more specialised market, but uh, I, I think we could probably squeeze in a review of Rock Band, uh, our first impressions review of it, at the same time as an Indiana Jones review. Yeah, can we, we apologise yeah. can we apologize to all those people that probably are oh, fucking Rock Band? Are they still going on about that? Yep. I guess going to have to, you know, put up with the Digital Cowboys, I guess, for maybe about three weeks. Blasting on about it. And then we promise maybe we'd, we'll ease off a bit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're excited. Well, you, well, you, you might. You, you well, guys you, might. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us will move on. Other of us will remain. Some of us will not. <laughs> I, I get this feeling every time I listen to Paul that he's getting married come this weekend. And it's to a game called Rock Band. Next week, join us for a rock band, Indiana Jones and various other fun things. This has been the Digital Cowboys. I've been Alex Shaw. I've been Paul Shotton. Rock on. <laughs> I've been Tony Atkins. Rock on. Rock on, indeed. Rock on. Purchase Rock content on. now. Do it now. <laughs> buy your DLC. Go on. Even and if you buy games. in deference anyway. to our list of best films of all time, I'm not sure LA Confidential has the best music to play us out, but I'm fairly <laughs> certain we could probably find something from Almost Famous. So, here you go, guys. We'll see you next week. Rock out! Rock on! Rock! Rock!
But I saw forgetting Sarah Marshall, Russell Brand flashes his penis. I was actually very pleasantly surprised. I was like, wow, he's got good penis. And that, that's a highlight in, in and of itself. I left the cinema feeling content.